welcome to another episode of Don't Fuck With The Original. I'm your host, Casper. I'm your other host, Becky Grimlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because... Wednesdays are for podcast, and Yay. we are back this week. We are back this week. Yay! It's been a year. <laughs> <laughs> How is everyone tonight? Yes. What's the 411? What's the cool jams? <laughs> Oh, my peeps. Oh, my peeps. That was a Mean Girls reference. No one says that anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no one does say that anymore. So, guys, thank you for all of your support uh, with us participating in the podcast Blackout last week. And for any other podcast, fellow horror podcast out there that did, thank you very much. That was very much appreciated. But um, we are back with the spooky stuff today. And uh, we're excited because... Um, we decided to, uh, I know normally would be our true crime episode, which would have been last week, uh, but you know, with the world kind of being on fire right now, uh, <laughs> this word is on fire, <laughs> literally and figuratively, uh, Casper and I decided that it would just be in really poor taste to do a true crime episode this month, um, you know, in the context of talking about horror movies, it's one thing, but talking about an actual murder, um, we're going to just kind of set that by the wayside and bring that story up another time and do our true crime episode next month. But um, we also, we in were, the context, that it was just not a good idea. Just seemed we like were in bad gonna, taste. Um, do Wendigos last week. We are still going to do Wendigos. So don't don't worry that's about coming. that. That's that's happening. But next week, we just kind of switched everything around. Yeah. So we just absolutely really we were just like right now to talk we about really murder. don't need to talk about murder. No. I I feel like right now is not Mm-mm. the time because just like I'm I'm in 100% agreement with Becky. It's, it should just be in poor taste to talk about murder right now. Any any kind of murder. So we're gonna talk about fake <laughs> murders, but that's different because yeah. these people are still alive. <laughs> yeah, our movie review that we're doing. I am really proud of this one because I I'm proud of you movie. for thinking I of know, this. You, you, you never... were the one because we were like, it's Pride Month. So, you know, we, we don't want to overdo the LGBTQ representation in, in horror films because honestly, there isn't <laughs> much. So it's kind of like, what do we talk about? And Becky was like, well, you know, actually, there's this movie about this lesbian couple that get are celebrating one year anniversary, and one of them tries to kill the other one. And I was like, "Excuse me, what?" You're like, <laughs> "What?" I was like, this "That's is- a movie." What? What? <laughs> All the what's? Um, yeah. Tonight we are. Uh, the episode is about a great movie that came out in 2018 called "What Keeps You Alive." Um, I actually watched it, I think, earlier this year, maybe late last year. I originally came up across it on Netflix. It's no longer on Netflix. Uh, Google says it's on Hulu. I streamed it um, to watch it again for tonight. But um, the reason why I particularly wanted to pick this movie is I thought it was such a great representation of LGBTQ characters, specifically lesbian characters, because it's you kind of don't even know, let alone really care. It's not the central part of these care. Okay. Yeah. They're a lesbian couple. That's they don't make it pretty a damn deal. obvious, but it's like, 
it's not it's not glamorized. It's not fetishized. It's not the central part of who they are. They're people. Yes, they're in a lesbian relationship, but whatever. We don't care about that. The like, way the such movie a huge even... dynamic that surpasses even worrying about them being a lesbian couple that you just, you, you really don't, you don't give a shit by the time you get through the movie. The movie's just so fucking good. Well, it's one of those movies too that's like where if this was a straight couple, it would have worked. The same way, because it's like, yeah, the the way that they make it not matter is what I love about it, because like, you're like, okay, well, they're a lesbian couple, whatever. Yeah. Like, it's the same way a straight couple would be portrayed in the same type of film. But honestly, I'm glad it's not a straight couple, because I feel like I've seen that movie already about a billion, zillion, million fucking times. Psycho boyfriend trying to kill the girlfriend or wife or whatever and vice versa you know Mm -hmm. now you're starting to see the wife kills the husband or the girlfriend goes berserker and kills the fucking boyfriend because she's batshit crazy or whatever like i just feel like you've seen that movie enough Mm -hmm. times especially with the man killing the woman role Mm -hmm. or trying to kill her that that was another thing that i appreciated about this movie is like yeah i mean unless they put a complete twist on it i'm kind of sick of seeing that movie because you see that or have oh, seen look, that another too, many, one. too many times. That's why when you said a lesbian couple and one of them was trying to kill the other one, I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, this is a thing? Why don't we make more of this? Let's have a gay couple. Let's have a man. Like, let's, let's have let's, some men do Let's do this more. Like, let's have yes. more of this. And not make it... You know, I think that's Nine my biggest out of ten, argument see... with gay move with any type of movies with any gay subtext or gay characters. It's like I said, it's like it their sexuality becomes the central focus of the fucking movie and no one cares. It's also usually very pornographic. That too. And that was something I was gonna bring up because I was waiting. I because I have seen so many lesbian movies that have that border on soft very very small plots <laughs> and 90 percent of the movie is literally sex which it's is like a softcore porn damn near which is like a, a really yeah, bad like a really one. long porn and a really bad like, one not that i don't like that but when i'm watching a movie i'm not wanting to watch porn i'm wanting to watch a movie i want to enjoy a plot so the whole time I'm watching this movie, I'm waiting for that to happen because I'm just like, okay, where's the sex? I know it's going to happen. And it doesn't. There's like a makeout scene that but would that's be it. perfectly normal between any couple. <laughs> but it's There's like, there's no nudity. No, nope, no. Nope. Well, there is a little bit, but not in that kind of context. Well, she's in a bathtub. So yeah, like, you kind of have to be naked <laughs> in the bathtub. Unless you bathe fully clothed, which well, says, I don't know about you, but which <laughs> says a lot about yourself. Uh, but I'm saying it's not in that context. No, like they're not, not having sex. They're not. No, they don't oversexualize them, at and all. I loved that. No, it, yeah, it was amazing. That that was that was perfect. Sitting there waiting for a sex scene and not getting one, and actually being happy about. it. Like, this is a really good... Right? Like, I'm actually really glad there's no lesbian sex scenes in this movie. I'm, I'm like, actually... 
Because I can't believe those words are coming out of my mouth, but I'm legitimately happy that there's no lesbian sex scenes in this movie. Lesbian sex is so sanitized. It's it's very sanitized. It's very sanitary. Depending on who's putting it out there. <laughs> it is highly sanitized. <laughs> Fantasize. And disinfected. No. <laughs> <laughs> Through the trees, I will follow. I'll find you. I will find oh, you. Oh, fuck. I'm going to say find follow. You. I know. I'm still here breathing now. I'm still <laughs> Are you sanitized? I fucking beat you to it. Oh, God, you did. I Guys, was over she here. brought up the song from Jennifer's oh, Body, God. and now we can't stop. It's an earwig, <laughs> and, and I'm over welcome. here like, <laughs> sanitized. <laughs> Lesbian sex is sanitized. <laughs> Through <laughs> That's our next shirt. Lesbian sex is sanitized. Um... Fantasize. Sell that at Pride. Oh my god. <laughs> hey, we could give to like the hand the people that give out the hand sanitizer. <laughs> that will make a amazing. lesbian and a gay. Gay sex is sanitized, lesbian, lesbian sex, sex is sanitized. sanitized. Anyway. So um 1995 at uh Pride this year. Uh we'll be selling them at booth 12. And I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Please come on. I'm sorry. This is our pride episode, so <laughs> before we get into the heavy stuff, we might as well get them laughing. Yeah, we might as well get the laughs um, out. But it's lesbian. You can't. You can't sit there and tell me that lesbian sex is not fantasized. Lesbian sex is probably one of the most fantasized, and this is coming from straight girls. I know straight girls who find lesbian sex erotic. I know straight men definitely. Can I join? Saying. That goes without saying. Yeah, it's you're gross. Um uh, <laughs> so lesbian sex is just kind of one of those things that it sells. It sells more than straight sex because with straight men, it's fantasy because it's two women. They don't have to look at a man's body. They oh, and don't get me started bodies. that it's nine times out of ten two really hot white women. Cricket. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like. <laughs> I mean, I still watch. Fuck y'all. Don't judge me. But you know I mean, sometimes I would like some women of color you in know my what porn. I mean, <laughs> but anyway, so it's very sanitized, and um, <laughs> it was just very, 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 very nice to see a horror film, a film period, where they were like, "Here's this lesbian couple." Moving on. No sex scene. Yep. Well, they'll make out a little bit, but that's it. And I'm like, what? I shouldn't be happy about this, but I'm actually really happy about this. They made them a, they normalized a gay couple. Which is why we're talking about it, because it's very important. Gay and lesbian couples are normal? What? What? (laughs) I saw a meme today that said, you know, as a lesbian, I thought dating girls, I would understand them. I was wrong. <laughs> I was so very wrong. Oh, no, it makes it even worse. Do you have actually. a boyfriend? No, I'm a lesbian. Do you have a girlfriend? No, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> Becky's just like falling out of her chair. Because <laughs> there's so much about that sentence that's like. 
Like, do you have a boyfriend? No, I'm a lesbian. Okay. Do you have a girlfriend? No, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> exactly. Here, just you, you, you see straight people's heads just go, and all the lesbians are like, mm, yeah, hey, yep, yep, yeah, <laughs> yep. What she said. The conversations. Are you single? Yeah. Are you single? Yeah. Okay. Great. Bye. <laughs> That is a conversation between normal lesbians. Mm -hmm. God, I wish I had a girlfriend. God, I wish I had a girlfriend. Do you have a girlfriend? No. Do you know? Okay. Well, it was nice meeting you. Okay, you too. Have a great night. Okay, bye. And I'm like, I'm sitting over here like, you do this too, bitch. <laughs> don't be, don't be coming at the other lesbians. Don't you do like it too. You're not the only anyway, before we get Amazing. too far it deep into the movie, we wanted to bring up a couple current events. Guys, um, yeah, there's one that, like, literally news breaking just happened today. If you guys uh, weren't aware, some of you may have already seen it, come across it on social media or the news. But um, since we've mentioned this case before, briefly, um, I think it was back sometime late last year when we were kind of doing one of our like random news episodes I, where I we were just kind of talking about like was. random stuff. Uh, I think we brought this up and someone also brought it up when we did an Instagram live uh, as if any of you guys uh, Shout out to Emily. Into that. Shout yeah. out to Emily. Thank you. It was the um, story of Lori Vallow. So um, if you guys aren't really aware, just to kind of give you some backstory, uh, this bitch. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> That's, you put it nicely. She yeah, called I'm, her a nice word. I'm, I'm being very nice. <laughs> uh, so she, back in 2012, had all of these ideations, literally for years of the world ending and, and whatnot. And her first husband divorced her. Uh, one of her husbands was killed by her brother, so on and so forth. Well, anyway, she ends up getting, Lori Vallow ends up getting involved with a guy named Chad Daybell, who really started her whole fascination with end of the world stuff. His wife died under some very suspicious circumstances. And then shortly after, uh, Chad and Lori married. But um, not long after that, actually even prior to that, her kids went missing. Um, it was seven-year-old J.J., uh, his actual birth name was Joshua, but he went by J.J. Vallow, and uh, he was seven, and uh, his older sister, Tylee Ryan, who was 17, um, they had been missing for months, months now. Um, you guys may know the story. She was known as the cult mom. So her, the grandparents of the kids have been advocating. Uh, she was finally, Lori was finally arrested and extradited back to the States. I think at some point she had tried to go to, go to the Bahamas. Well, anyway, today they issued a search warrant of Chad Daybell's property in Idaho, and they did unfortunately find the bodies of seven-year-old JJ and 17-year-old Tylee. Uh, they were they were remains of two children. They were actually found yesterday on the 9th, but the remains were identified today as JJ and Tylee. Um, you know, I I caught I caught it from the beginning. I knew it. Um, I just knew it. I mean, you see cases like this all the time where either children are missing or, you know, and the parent either won't say where the kids are or they try to act like it's a missing 
person's thing and they go on camera and they plead for the child's return, but they have literally no emotion whatsoever. Or in Lori's case, would would literally not tell anybody. Reporters, law, uh, lawyers, family ju- would not tell anybody where these kids were. And we know now why she didn't. It's because they were dead. So, uh, you know, she is currently incarcerated. Chad Daybell has also been arrested in connection. Uh, so, yeah, our hearts go out to the families. Um you know, JJ and Ty, that's just so young. That's so young. Those kids were so young and that's so awful because they had family out there that loved them and were advocating for them. But lots of times the rights are more for the parents than they are. For, if anybody from the outside tries to intervene, it is very, very, very difficult unless they, unless Child Protective Services finds I mean, they almost have to find the kids. They almost have to find it in like a hoarder situation and the kids in cages before they'll do anything about it. I'm sure there were probably sign after sign after sign with Lori. But, you know, if it was a clean house, lights on, food in the fridge and the kids looked clean, then everything's fine. But there were signs. There were so many signs. And it's just very unfortunate that this couldn't have been solved sooner and those kids be found alive but you know who knows so uh we we have decided that the more that comes out about this and uh once the trial starts and more information and evidence comes out uh Casper and I have agreed to do a podcast episode about this cuz uh this is a really crazy case and I know a couple other podcasts that I listen to personally have done episodes about it, but this was like way before even this much information has come out. So like, I want to have all the facts out and all the info and all that kind of stuff before. Yeah. Do a podcast episode about it. So our condolences to the family and rest in peace to JJ and Tylee. That is just awful. It's very sad. Really, really sad. Um, I also wanted to take a quick minute just myself to comment on kind of what's been going on in the news and and whatnot. And I won't take up too much time because I know you guys are, whoo, it's been kind of, it's that right there. It's been, it's been that. Um, But I just wanted to say that uh, I really appreciate everyone who has been supportive of us through this. I really appreciate other podcasts uh, and other, just other people out there, period, being allies and advocates and friends and, uh, really taking the initiative to learn and educate and, uh, yeah, just everything, just everything. Um, you know, we've, we've talked on here a lot about, uh, the nature of, uh, black people in horror and just in general, but we never, you know, obviously don't get much into other aspects of it. And, uh, you know, it was kind of put in everybody's face this time around. And, um, yeah. So, um, again, without 
getting super emotional about it because I know emotions have already been kind of running high and we want to get back to bringing you guys content that you love. <laughs> but uh, this doesn't stop. You know, Casper and I have really dedicated to use even the small platform that we have, but the gracious and humble platform that we have to make sure that we are spreading awareness and using it for the right reasons. And uh, right now, uh, the right reasons are Black lives. And uh, Black lives will always matter. All <laughs> Black lives. None, in, none, in, none are discluded from that. Uh, black men, black women, black children, black gay people, black lesbians, black trans, black non-Christians, black atheists, black Muslims, black witches, black, all black, everything. Especially black witches. All black, everything <laughs> matters. So, um, we are all inclusive here. We always have been, we always will be. Uh, and we just appreciate everybody supporting us. Um, and I would just like to say yeah. I am 100% behind Becky everything she's saying black lives matter black lives have always always mattered and they will always matter period you know this is never this is not something that's going to be easy no to I don't know if systemic racism will ever be solved or rid of I don't know if that's ever something that is ever going to be achieved in my lifetime and Casper's lifetime, who knows. But the fact that we're making strides to get there speaks volumes. I mean, we've we in a week have seen the biggest civil rights movement ever in recorded history. And uh all 50 states, countries, countries recognizing <laughs> it's not just America cuz I want to get something out there real quick. And I'm really don't give a fuck who I piss off right now because this is my platform and I can do what I want. And if you don't like it, bye, Felicia. See ya. Oh, you don't uh, like me? That's fine. A lot of other countries <laughs> want to shit on America, namely the UK, and act like they haven't had a long history with oppression and slavery. The way UK treats and brown people. The way you treat immigrants, the it's been, I'm sorry, and I don't mean to shout out a whole fucking, and I'm not saying everybody in the UK, because I have I know we have UK fans, and God bless you, and I appreciate that. But y'all know who I'm talking about. There are a lot, a lot of Brits, a lot of them, namely from England, that act like they they don't have that there and they've never had that there and that's always been an american thing and that is straight bullshit and we saw it in bristol they knocked down and threw in a fucking harbor a statue of a slave owner that owned a slave ship in belgium they knocked down uh i think it was leopold the 2nd he killed more Africans in a mass genocide. I mean, it was one of the worst crimes in the world and all across Belgium. They have statues of this guy. So it's not just here. So I'm sorry. I know we have international fans and I'm sorry if I pissed anybody off, but I just wanted to point that out because it's not just here. 
Well, that's why and they, I'm glad we're seeing that. And I'm glad it's being acknowledged because once Black Lives Matter, what, we're, we're still going to be preaching for Black Lives Matter, but brown lives, Mexican lives, Latina lives, Asian. I mean, it's Black Lives right now, but there is a movement. There is a revolution starting with other people of color that are backing us and we're backing them. And the whole system of oppression at some point is going to have no choice but to fall. And my other thing that I'm loving too is young, younger and younger and younger and younger generations stepping up and Man, taking we gotta, a stand. We got to hand it to Gen Z right now. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm in my 30s. I've seen We're this both my entire life. I've seen this my entire life. And now is a movement that I just, I'm, I'm in shock and awe and humbled and so appreciated. Uh, Casper and I attended a protest Sunday here and uh, it was amazing. It was beautiful. There were so many white people. There were so many young white people that were pissed off and done and, and just the fuck racism signs and the just everything. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful thing. Um, Especially I said, whoever threw like, that tear gas, your mom's a hoe. We did not see that there, but whoever, <laughs> whoever has had that poster is amazing. It's incredible. <laughs> but we saw, you know, Cincinnati has been steeped in a lot of racial tension for many, many, many years. You know, it's a, it's a city that borders right along the Ohio River. Kentucky was considered the South. We were considered the North. So there's a lot steeped here too. And there's been police brutality here as well. And uh, I saw it 20 years ago. And um, yeah, so we're making, we're, we're doing the right thing. We're making great strides. And uh, I think everybody out there, um, I thank Casper, especially for being such an amazing ally. Uh, I also want to tell my uh, fellow LGBTQ plus community out there, if y'all don't stand for black lives, you do not know your history. Stonewall, Stonewall riots. Learn your history. Learn your history. Learn your history, period. Marsha Johnson. Learn your history. Marcia, Learn your, we have we have a lot to thank her Learn for. Learn your history. A lot. Um, I also want to give a special shout out to Crystal with Horror Nights and Podcast. She, her podcast, I've always loved for its content. And then when she decided to kind of switch it up a bit and add mental health into that, I was even more appreciative. But lately, her continued constant effort in bringing awareness to Black Lives has just been astounding. She's really using her platform and it is, it, I, I just, I thank you so much. And I'm sure other people are in agreement and please go listen to her and follow her and subscribe if you don't already, cause she's, she's amazing. Um, so yeah, uh, guys keep doing the work, keep, keep putting it in there, keep donating, keep doing what you got to do. Keep getting the word out. Keep protesting. This is not over. Okay. Ahmaud Aubrey's trial is still, is still pending. George Floyd, the trial for those four cops is still pending. 
get on the phone and call Louisville Metro Police Department and demand that they bring the three cops involved with Breonna Taylor's, bring them to justice. There is no reason why. That happened in March. It is June. And we're just now talking about this. Stop with the nonsense. She was 27 years old. She was beautiful. Somebody found her old tweets. She was an amazing, insightful young woman. She was an EMT. She had dreams and aspirations. She should be here. Not enough people are saying her name. Not enough people are doing putting in the work. Put in the work. Put in the work for Tony McDade in Florida. He was a trans man. Make those phone calls. See what happened. Hold people responsible. Things are happening, guys. But we can't stop. This is just the beginning. At all. This is just the beginning. And don't think that when it goes away from the news, that means we stop. No. It, means, said, it, it actually means pending. we work harder, is what it means. We have seen too many. There is a thing that police have that grant them immunity. When crimes like this happen, and we have got to take that away. We need good cops. But when we have people that take that badge and use that to put a knee to the neck of an innocent man for nine minutes and murder him, he needs to go to prison, just like anybody else. Yep. Being a cop don't mean shit. When you kill somebody that has nothing to do with this, that is a murderer that just so happened to be a cop. And the three other ones that stood around and watched him murder someone, they just so happened to be cops. They are accessories to a murder. So let's get that straight. This has nothing to do with that. This is not cops versus this. This is not white versus this is ending police brutality. This is having real conversations about moving towards abolishing systemic racism. And like I said, we may not see that in our lifetime. It's a start. This is a start. And we got to get Trump out. <laughs> Ooh, I said it. <laughs> I'm making that very clear. We, ha we have if to. If you do not stand for black lives, if you do not stand for LGBTQ plus rights, and if you don't think Trump is a racist, this is not the podcast or the platform, and we are not the people for you. Agreed. There's too much out there. There's too much evidence out there. This is not even a political thing. This he is a racist. This isn't, he isn't trying to incite a civil war, and this needs to stop. You know, people say, like... This needs to stop. I this can... country is too divided. It's been too divided for too long. And when you have leaders that say things like that and have continued to say things like that, it is so frightening and disheartening as a black person and as a person of color, it, it is horrifying. It's horrifying and it's scary. And it makes, your, it makes you even scare, even more scared because people will do things in his name and think it's okay to do. And that's horrifying. And you can say whatever you want, and I'm not trying to have that argument with people. I'm just making a stance of saying, because Casper and I are very much in agreement with this.
we will not be the podcast for you and we will not be the people for you. And we will be willing to lose followers and listeners because we don't need that. You don't need people to support you that are on the opposite end of what you believe in. You don't need that. And that goes for everybody out there. That goes for anybody out there that listens to this, that has a podcast, that is a comic, that is an inspiring actor, that's a whatever. Lose those people because you don't need them. You really don't. Your career, your platform, your podcast, whatever, all of that will be okay. You don't need those people. We certainly don't need them. I lost probably 60. I think I lost 60 followers on Twitter. Awesome. I ain't missing them. <laughs> I'm like, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, because. And know, guess what? I gained 100. Right, exactly. So it's like, you yeah. know, I've had, I've had people of color on Twitter reach out to me and thank me. And I'm like, Mm-mm, do not thank me. No, I'm just standing for what's right, yeah. and I love you, and I care about you, and I'm not going to stop. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we we bring you content. We love horror, and I know that's what you guys are here for. We Unfortunately, love this is real horror. But this is real horror. This is real, and it needs to be talked about. Yeah, it does. Uh, as much as we don't like to talk about it, as much as it makes us uncomfortable. Well, because it's uncomfortable. It and should, I get it, and it, it should, should be uncomfortable. Though. It should because be uncomfortable. Because you need, you need to be able to have these conversations. Guys, I've lost friends. And, you know, you're going to lose friends. You're going to lose family. I mean. This- Someone who was a guest on an earlier episode of this podcast that shall yeah. not be named, but knows who they are. And it sucks. But it's going to happen to a lot of people. This is a, This is a revolution. There's a revolution that has started. And if your friends and your family aren't going to be on the right side of this revolution, you you don't have to be blood. No. Nope. You don't have to be blood. Becky's my blood. Yeah. Casper's my blood. You don't <laughs> my sestra. <laughs> My sestra. Yes. Her husband's like, sestra. Well, what, am, what am I? And I was He's like, brother, 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 sestra. Brother, sestra. Even though he is not Felix. Because no. he wouldn't be married to me. So. He's very gay. And he, your husband is not gay. Is not. Not. Supporter, but not. <laughs> very much a supporter, yes, but not. but very. <laughs> if I have to put it in the most liberal of terms, he is a very cisgender wife. <laughs> Straight but he's male. He's one of the best white men I know. Yes. White straight men I yes, know. Him, Chris, Carl. Oh, yes. Yes, we love Chris. We love Chris. Um, but I just want to, in closing, say that um, we are definitely planning a uh, Instagram live talk where us and some fellow guests are going to get together um, and just kind of have like a town hall um a just to keep meeting. just to keep this discussion going um we it's will not definitely gonna put be it out like there and soon because no, no 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 it's gonna we're, we're we're planning it but because number one we i want to be more educated and a couple of the other people want to be more educated and we want to make sure that we do it right and we also i feel like right now because it's so prevalent it'll be good to do it at a time where it's kind of died down in the news to bring it back up 
yeah. to be like, hey, don't forget, this is still a thing that's mm-hmm. happening. This is still a thing we need to fight for. Just because the media isn't covering it right now doesn't mean that we don't need to keep fighting for it. Hey, guess what? Just because the news isn't talking about it doesn't mean black lives don't still matter. Hey, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay, guys. Um, One last thing I did want to say. Casper showed me something that someone had posted on Twitter, and we have decided that we are going to make this a real petition because this really needs to be a thing. This really needs to be a thing. And uh, we will post the link as soon as we do this. But somebody had the idea of starting a petition to replace every Confederate statue in the country with a Mothman statue. And you know we love Mothman. Here, don't fuck with the original. We did a whole fucking podcast episode about it. Um... We're going to do that. We're going to make that a petition and we want to see how many people are actually going to sign it. And we are going to try to make that a thing. We do need to definitely give her the props though. Yes. <laughs> whoever whoever original, whoever that, that girl on Twitter was, them, we should get to give her the, we're going to give them, give their, her the their, props. Their, we're going to make sure their props get due, but uh, we're going to do that. We're going to make that a real thing. Cause I think it needs to. I feel like Mothman doesn't get the representation. <laughs> he really doesn't. That he deserves. No, we're going to fly Mothman flags instead of that Confederate bullshit. Take Robert E. Lee down. You lost, bitch. Mothman statue. This uh, is chapter 21 <laughs> by chapter 30. You lose. <laughs> I already read this. I've read this story. <laughs> this is chapter 21, bitch. And by chapter 30, you lose. Yeah, in these books... Guys, if you read 1984, if you read The Hunger Games, if you, they lose, they lose, they lose in the end. That's how this works. The oppressor always loses. Star Wars, they always, they lose. They lose. Palpatine (laughs) took a while, but they still won. That motherfucker (laughs) kept coming back. I don't know what was going, I don't know what in the Dick Cheney heart not beaten how many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? <laughs> when you can make a reference to SpongeBob, you make a reference to SpongeBob. Every single time. But I'm telling you, right. the one that really gets me is The Hunger Games. And I know some people don't haven't watched the movies and read the books, and I, I get that. But I'm, I'm telling you, that thing I posted, that speech that Katniss made, I, of course... Made it a lot smaller because it was lo- a lot larger than that. But um, I took out snow and put Trump because I said this years ago. I said, he reminds me of President Snow. Mm-hmm. And look where we are. Mm-hmm. He's President Snow calling war on his own people. And I'm like, you know, she's mm-hmm. Katniss out there like, there's a fire catching. And I'm like, you know, I was watching, there was a TikTok where someone put that speech against the protests and I had chills all over my body. I've seen that too. And I had tears in my eyes because I was like, I never thought sitting there watching that part in the movie, I would be living it. Never thought that would be a thing. And yes, it's not to the extent of the Hunger Games, I understand that there are, it's not, we're not getting bombed and whatever, but still it, the premise of the thing is very similar. Because there's black people out there literally fighting for their lives. Yep. And that's what, and 
against an oppressive leader that's against them. Same thing. Uh, that's the same fucking thing. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, like, we're, it's Apple, you know, we're, we're splitting hairs here. But um, thank you, guys. But thank we just you, we just you, wanted you, to talk you, about you, that for a minute because we we did the blackout last week and but we felt obviously like, if we didn't talk about it to start it would have been the giant elephant in the room and everybody would be like well aren't they going to talk about it <laughs> you know, like, you've been posting about it going to talk about it I don't know um, also to like any celebrities and comics and people that I used to formerly be fans of that aren't talking about it and just haven't talked about it your silence is everything so yeah you're you're canceled Listen, you're canceled I, you are fucking canceled i got scared. so many people got canceled this year <laughs> like oh my god i'm gonna save so much money next year with all the comics i'm never gonna see live again so i got real scared because none of evanescence's pages were saying anything and i was like <laughs> y'all and then it. i got on amy lee's yeah and she said she personally did something and I was like oh, <laughs> I was like I was about to be real upset <laughs> because I love you so much oh there's a lot of people <laughs> I gave them time like I gave them time I kept going back to their social <laughs> media back to their podcast kept giving them time kept giving them time kept giving them time and then they finally kind of did say something and it was super fucking ignorant. And I was like, okay, well, yeah, okay. You just keep living in your privilege, living in your privilege. And my other White favorite male privilege. Sorry. White male privilege. I don't even want to. Sorry. I can't even get <laughs> into no, people that don't yeah. think that's a thing. Um, <laughs> my other favorite celebrity in the world uh, doesn't have social media. So there's really nothing. But I know for a certain fact she wouldn't be quiet. I know she's, she's one of those people that would, she has said, fuck you to Trump's face. So I'm pretty sure. And it's not even so much what they're saying on social media. It's enough right. to say it on social media, but it's also to back it up. Sophie mm-hmm. Turner is fucking pregnant. And this bitch was out there. Yep. Pajamas <laughs> sign. Didn't give a fuck. So even if you are posting it on social media, save that. If you aren't out here doing it, that bitch was pregnant in her jam jams and didn't give a fuck. And she was out there. So don't tell me. And that's like the so- tea. Sophie Turner, girl, every barbecue, every cookout, she's invited. She's invited. And that's the tea. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Yes, and that is the tea. Love her. I mean, I've love always loved her. I'm sorry, her. I just had to bring that up because I've always loved her. But then I saw that I oh, saw I that picture of her. Out just looking rough with the mask and, and straight up preggers and everything. And it's like Halsey? Black Lives Matter. And I'm like, girl, can, can we, we talk, talk about, about Halsey? Halsey? Can we talk about my beautiful light skin sister? We, can we talk about my up. beautiful light skin sister? Can we sister, talk please? about Halsey for a second though? Because if any celebrity right now should get the utmost respect. This bitch got tear gassed. She was out there. I said, whoever threw that tear gas, <laughs> your mom's out. <laughs> Well, and I also love the fact that she spoke on, she is biracial. Mm-hmm. If y'all didn't know, uh, we come in all shades. Um, I'm not biracial, but I'm extremely light-skinned. So I love that she spoke on the fact that, unfortunately, there is some privilege with that. But I want to make sure I let people know what I stand for. And she let people know. She was out there. So... I'll be damned if I'm going to let y'all say something bad about Halsey. Like, 
You can keep that to your. You can keep that to your. We must protect Halsey. You can keep that to your goddamn self. We must protect Halsey. Yes, she's amazing. Anyway, okay, we're gonna move on to. Yes, thank you guys, though. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you guys. Um, we love you guys. A lot. I know I probably pissed off some. I know we probably pissed off some more people. But you know what? It's okay. It's fine. It's whatever. It's you know what? Not everything is for everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's the beauty of life. You know, you like what you like and you like what you don't like. And if you're you don't a like racist you Trump, like. if you're a racist Trump supporting piece of shit, then don't listen to us. And that's cool. <laughs> he is a piece of shit. Still a piece of garbage. <laughs> I literally want to post a TikTok of him just sitting in the office. Hi, thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece He's of a garbage. garbage. <laughs> I get you. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Okay, guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. And thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for getting the word out. Yep. Um, so we're going to get into what keeps. First you of all, alive. wait. Happy Pride Month. Definitely Happy Pride it's Month. It's been Gay Wrath Month, but it's still Pride. <laughs> This has been super pride. It Did has literally see? been super pride. It has though, because I'm like, I walked into pride month holding my pride flag with an angry face. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> because I'm like, Same. not only are we celebrating pride for the LGBTQ community, we're celebrating pride for people of color. And I had a couple, I posted um, at the beginning of the month that I really wanted to celebrate pride also putting in people of color specifically, like not necessarily being gay, straight, whatever, but just people of color being proud of who they are, proud of their skin color, proud of, you know, all of that. And I had people reach out to me and they're like, thank you. And I'm like, listen, I am angry. (laughs) I was like, I can't, I can't celebrate being gay knowing that my brothers and sisters are in pain and knowing that my brothers and sisters are hurting. So I want to share my pride with what should be their pride. And we all just get together and love each other and make a cake out of rainbows and unicorns. and. Aw, I love it. <laughs> I wish we could just make a cake out of rainbows. She doesn't even, even go, go here. <laughs> <coughs> but um, for pride, yeah, we definitely <laughs> wanted to. Oh my to God, go. I'm sorry. <laughs> Back, and always, it's like six degrees of Mean Girls. It always comes back to Mean Girls. Um, always. But we did want to do a Pride movie, like we had discussed yes. earlier. Um, I would also just like to say that one of the women in this movie is incredibly hot. <laughs> and I'm like, wiping my drool. She's psycho, but she's hot. Um, both of these women were in Jigsaw together. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> so we should say that the two actresses featured prominently in the movie as the couple, Jackie and Julie, or Jules as she goes by, are played by uh, Hannah Emily Anderson and Brittany Allen. And yeah, they were both in Jigsaw together a year prior to this movie coming out. So that was really interesting because we, you that, pointed that out I, to me. And that was like, not planned at all. <laughs> like, had no idea. Well, what was funny is that I was going on about Hannah, and you were like, you know, she's in that movie. And I was like, wait. <laughs> I was like, oh she God. plays a less Wait. <laughs> so it's kind of crazy how there's kind of a, 
each person, so the other two characters in this movie, um, there is a character by the name of Daniel, played by Joey Klein. Um, I was trying to see his movie background. I don't really see anything in there that I'm familiar with. But um, the character of Sarah is played by Martha McIsaac. And I remember her uh, more prominently from Superbad. But she was also in The Last House on the Left. Oh, wow. It's so there's kind of a that. horror background to just about everybody in this movie. Well, Brittany Allen is in a lot. And she usually takes a fucking whip in whatever she's in. She's yeah, usually like... she's been... Like, you're in, always the uh, victim. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Um, Poor thing's always stains, the victim. It Stains the Sands Red is a really crazy movie, if anybody's ever seen that. It's kind of it's kind of a hard one to get into. But... She really wasn't a victim in that, though. Not in that one, but if you get it, if you, if it's kind of a hard one to get into, but if you do, it's, it's really interesting. Um, so the movie, like we said, came out in 2018. Um, it's got an 83% tomato meter on Rotten Tomatoes and a 51% audience score, which is actually pretty good for Rotten Tomatoes. Um, what was the, do you know what the, I know you said the IMDb was 5.7. Okay. Which is actually really good for IMDb because any, any horror movie on the IMDb that gets over a five is usually a decent score for IMDb. Cause I think the conjuring has a seven, seven, it might be a 6.9 or a 7.1 or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, that movie's a 10, but whatever. (laughs) Uh, we should also say that the director, um, is the amazing. Colin Minahan, and the reason why I call him amazing, and I'm sorry if I said his last name wrong, um, it's actually, the film, yeah, he's a part of a filmmaking group called the Vicious Brothers with Stuart Ortiz. Um, They're out of Canada, and they both wrote and directed Grave Encounters and Grave Encounters 2. And those movies are like everything to me and Casper (laughs) and her face right now, because I literally just found this out. I just pulled it up. I did not know this. Colin, sir, we thank you. We thank you for everything because Grave Encounters is... Grave, the, oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> she dropped her phone. That's how fucking serious. No. Grave those, Encounters oh my God. is... Oh, my God. The, even the sequel's oh good. Even the sequel is fucking It amazing. goes a little bit overboard, but still, it's great. It's, it's great. It's really fucking good. Also, since we were talking about what everyone else was in. I wanted to bring up Hannah is in, um, she's in. I was going to say, what else was she in besides Jigsaw? What's the I Lizzie Borden? Lizzie not... Borden took an ax. Oh yeah. Um, the one with Christina Ricci, she that played Bridget, right. which is funny because I watched it and I was like, God, that girl looks familiar. And then I was like, Oh my God, Jigsaw. Um, she's also in Ian. She's also in a movie called, where's that? Girls' Night Out. I remember hearing about that. I did not see it. She was in the Purge TV series, which I have yet to watch, and I need to watch that. Um, she was in the Dark Phoenix movie. She played Elaine Gray. Haven't seen Dark Phoenix yet either. Still need to watch that. Um, and then she's got some new stuff coming out, but... She's prominently, I would say she's prominently known as Bridget from Lizzie Borden Took an Axe, and then she was in uh, Jigsaw. Yeah. And of course, everyone who watches The Purge, I I haven't heard a lot of people talk about that show, so I don't know if it's any good. 
It's got a 6.4 on IMDb, so maybe maybe it I is good. But I haven't either. I haven't I've watched it. I've never seen it either. Um, so the movie starts out, um, <clears throat> like we mentioned, Jackie and Julie are a couple that are celebrating their, they're a married couple that are celebrating their one year anniversary. And uh, they decided to go to uh, Jackie's grandparents or grandfather's cabin, rather. Um, they're Canadian actresses, so it's set. It's set in Canada. Um, I don't know if that made a difference, but I just remember her mentioning that at one point, and then you see a Canadian flag later on in the movie. So I was like, okay, there you go. Um, so Julie at one. So Casper and I were talking about how. There is a lot of foreshadowing in this movie. If you pay really close attention to a lot of the subtext is when it comes to Jackie and the way she acts and certain mannerisms and things she says and does, you kind of start to get an idea of what kind of person she is pretty early on if you pay attention. Um, there's a scene where they arrive at the house. Julie is looking around the house. She starts yelling for Jackie and she finds Jackie staring off at the boat dock and she's almost in this like trance, like she's completely disassociated, like she didn't hear her at all. And Jackie just kind of acts like everything's okay. And she's like, oh, let's go get dinner. So they make wine, they have wine and dinner. And then another really weird thing happens. Jackie starts playing this super creepy song on her guitar where she's singing about a devil inside or a demon inside. And even Julie's Jules is just kind of looking like, at her like, okay, this is kind of weird. So she takes the guitar away from her and they start like, making out. Okay, let's not do that let's, anymore. Let's not do that. So they start making out. And then a car Best pulls part up. Of the movie. I'm just kidding. Right. Um, <laughs> a car pulls up. Well, like we mentioned, it's like literally anything else you would see any other normal couple do. It's, yeah, not it's, it's not overtly sexualized. It's just like, no. okay, normal couple. They're on their one year anniversary. They're going to make out. Fucking happens. So this car it shows happens. up. It does. It should, unless your relationship's not that great. This car shows up out of nowhere. They have obviously have, they're like, who the fuck is this? Um, the fuck is that? And it happens to be one of Jackie's childhood friends, Sarah. But she keeps calling Jackie Megan. And Julie just kind of goes along with it. She's like, yeah, Megan. Like, I'm over here thinking Drake and Josh, which I know you wouldn't probably know this, but when they, Josh goes, Megan. I was like, yeah, I wouldn't. Because their little sister is a terror. She's a terror. She treats them like shit, calls them boobs. Isn't their little sister played by, uh, for my Carly. What's her name? Okay. Megan. Yeah. Uh, Miranda Cosgrove. Megan. Miranda Cosgrove. Miranda Cosgrove. Okay, okay. But the, her name is Megan, so they're always like, Megan. Okay. So <laughs> when she said Megan, I'm like, Megan. <laughs> Megan. Of course her name's Megan. Um, of course. So Julie's pretty shocked, and the next morning she's, she's very like, standoffish she's with her the rest over. of the night. Like and she's, she's like, mulling it over the next day. She's even like Megan. Like, what the fuck? Like, like I'm gonna need you to explain. I've this known to me. you for a year, and this person who's known you your whole life is calling you a totally different name. Like, you got a lot of explaining to do. Like, there's Help. a whole lot fucking going on. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, she obviously realizes something's going on, and they go out on the lake on a boat. And Jackie slash Megan. It's so funny. In my notes, I kept putting Jackie slash Megan. Until it gets towards you just the end. Shot, called her Until Jagan. it gets towards the end, and I just start calling her Megan. You just call her Jagan. Jagan. <laughs> like Jeggings. Are you Jagan? Literally sounds like Jagan. Like a felon. Like, f- 
that doesn't work. No. <laughs> it sounds like jeggings. Yeah, that's not like the jean leggings. It sounds like those are great. They are amazing. I have like three pairs. Anyway, um, <laughs> so they go out on the boat and Jackie gives her this lame ass excuse that the reason why she changed her name to Megan was after she came out as a lesbian. So when you okay. I told you like guys, newsflash, when you come out, you change your name. You get a different name. It's like a christening. My name is Kristen. Name. It's not Kristen. It's Sasha. <laughs> You're like, I got put on the spot. <laughs> Kristen is incredibly gay. Like that name is incredibly gay, so I don't need to change. I could I could Kristen Stewart this right now and be like, I'm so gay, dude. <laughs> I love how you said my name is incredibly gay. My name is incredibly so gay. Awesome. I mean Kristen Bell isn't. Well, she plays a bi character on that show. Kristen Wiig isn't, but I mean, I'd believe it. You, when you think of the <laughs> just saying, right? When you think of the name Kristen, who's the first Kristen you think of? Kristen and Stewart. voila, <laughs> voila. My I always phone, forget about Kristen Chenoweth. But my phone even defaults it. My phone does too. I type, I type in Kristen, Kristen and, and it's like, like Stewart, and like, uh, and I'm like, mm. I mean, yes, but <laughs> that's not not who I'm talking about right now. Because, so, like, people ask me my name, and I'm like, Kristen Stewart. And I'm like, I'm not Kristen Stewart. No, I'm not. Do I want to be Kristen Stewart, or do I want to be on top of Kristen Stewart? Probably the latter. Or I don't want you to be Kristen Stewart. I don't want to be Kristen no. Stewart. What? I want to be on top, uh, under. Yes! I actually wouldn't mind being under. Anyway, we're Over. moving on from that. <laughs> on top of. Um, she. My ideal weight is out. Kristen Stewart on top of me. Uh, she gives her this lame ass excuse and then gives her a locket as a present. And you, we're like, oh, but at the same time I was like, mm. cause the locket plays a role later. I just thought it was lame. I thought it was lame. I thought, I thought it was, it was lame. Cause was I was lame. like, I'm that's like, cute and all, but I know what you're about your to do. But excuse was lame as fuck. Cause I know what you're about to do. Um, so the next day, uh, or no, actually that same day. Jackie is out with Julie shooting and telling her how she would go hunting with her dad. Julie's looking at the gun and saying it's off site. And then she says, you're holding that weird. And Jackie surprises her and just. She she's realizes, like, you're not holding it right. And then she fucking just. Boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, oh, she's a fucking expert marksman. That's great. I would be terrified by that. Point. Again, another thing she failed to mention to her. So then it gets even more crazy as later on that night, Jackie decides to tell Julie this super creepy ass story of the first kill she had when she went hunting with her dad. She shot a bear and she was going to, she realized the bear was still alive. She was going to administer a kill shot, which is typically a shot to the head to put it out of its misery, but her gun jammed. So she decided to stand there for 20 minutes and watch as the bear gave its last breath. And the way she's telling this story is so fucking psychotic. Didn't she actually use the words, I watched the life drain? I watched the life drain out of it. Yeah. And then she mentions um, her dad told her, only kill what keeps you alive. Yep. So, remember those words. Um, I was like, oh, hey, that's where we got the name of the movie. When they named the... <laughs> Have you seen that meme when they say the title of the movie in the movie? Mm-hmm. And it shows that clip of Leonardo DiCaprio from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood going, ah, 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 like pointing at the fuck. If any of you have seen that, you guys know what I'm t- When they mention the name of the movie in the movie, ah, 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 
And he's pointing to the fucking TV. I literally did that. I was like, no. How often do we see that happen, though? So, um, I mean, in Titanic, it happened a lot. It did, a lot. Because I was the it almost made me feel stupid. I'm so for like sorry. Half I was like, Titanic, it happens a lot. I was like, was that the name of the ship? Or, um, I like for, I forgot. Was that the name of the ship? I thought that was the name of the movie. It sunk? What? This movie's a bummer. <laughs> Oh my god. Could you imagine going into Titanic and not knowing? Like, <laughs> imagine never learning about that in history class or something and then and watching people Titanic. Walk, people and walk then... out of the movie like, what? And it's like, yeah, because that's what really um, happened. Wow. <laughs> says a lot. Says a lot. I'm sure that probably actually did happen, which really frightens me now the more I'm thinking about it. I'm like, that legit probably happened. Someone was like, oh A God. lot. Like, a lot of people probably did that. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> it went from, like, funny to really sad. Um, <laughs> so, the next day, uh, Jackie leaves Julie a voicemail that she went out shopping. She didn't want to wake her up. So, Julie decides to paddle all Decidles. the way. Decidles. She said Julie decides to paddle. I'm blaming this on you. This is all your fucking fault. <laughs> Julie decides to paddle. That is the cutest thing I've ever heard. As your stomach aroused. Oh my god, no, don't tell them about that. No, we're not going into that. Anyway, today, let's just say today has been the day. To fuck up every fucking word in the English language. Decidals. Decidals to paddles. And I'm, I'm dead. I'm done. Well, she about fucking killed herself. I don't know what the hell got in her goddamn brain to do that. Well, she, I think she had been she acting knew, very weird. Something she, was off. She knew something was going on. And mm. she's like, the only way that I'm going to figure out definitively what's going on is to go talk to Sarah. Yep. Like. I, I that's why she did this. it. I have she had, to at this point. Ever since the whole name thing, she was standoffish with her. So she knew something was um, not right. Wouldn't you be? Yeah. If I was with somebody for a fucking year, if I was with my husband for a year and he's like, oh, by the way, my name's uh, Mike. And uh, like, what? I would have been like, bitch, I've seen this movie. Bye. No, I've seen this. <laughs> I know how this ends. Uh-uh. <laughs> like, I start looking in the bear head. Yeah, no. Or, yeah, behind. <laughs> your heads and all the animal heads no um so she starts talking to sarah she meets sarah's uh husband daniel um she finds this picture of well sarah keeps calling her megan julie finds this picture of um jackie sarah and another little girl together and sarah tells her this story of the little girl in the picture's name was jenny and jenny was a friend to Megan, Jackie, and Sarah when they were kids. Um, but she doesn't really go into the story about Jenny. She just said that Jenny died and was... She literally straight yeah. up said, Megan hasn't told you yeah, about Jenny? Yeah, Sarah was like really surprised that she was like, Megan never said anything about her? I was like really, really surprised. They were like, it. yeah, she kind of thought that uh, 
she has something to do with it. Yeah, like didn't mention it at all. And you could tell, you could kind of tell, and that's kind of mentioned towards the end that Sarah uh, had some real deep suspicions about Jackie, Megan, whatever, like from the start, especially after that happened. So the next day, Julie and Jackie are out on a walk. Julie's acting really weird. Jackie picks it up pretty quickly and Julie just flat out asks her like, what's up with Jenny? Like, who is Jenny? Why did you never say anything? And Jackie was sort of like, what? And then she goes, yeah, I went over to Sarah's and she's like, you did what? Like she at first is kind of pissed. You can almost tell. And then she like really changes herself real quick. And, um, it's like her whole entire demeanor changes. I mean, it just, the signs she shows at how much of a sociopath and psychopath she is in this movie, when you really pay attention, she shows them a lot. Um, also, fan, like, high five to the fucking actress. Yeah, because big time. Hannah, she did a good great job. job just switching. Basically, like, like just playing a bipolar soci- dissociative sociopath. She goes into this whole story about how uh, her, Jenny, and Sarah used to swim across the lake when they were kids every summer, and they would have these races. One day, Jenny and Megan, sorry, Jenny and Jackie were racing across the lake when they were kids. And according to Jackie, she started getting, she swam out farther and started getting a cramp. And when she turned around, she didn't see Jenny anymore. And then she starts getting real fake emotional and goes, two days later, they found Jenny's body. And uh, Jackie said that she was cleared of all wrongdoing. And then she starts crying and uh, saying that Jenny was her best friend. And she begged Julie to believe her. And you can tell Julie's kind of, Oh yeah, okay, I believe you, but you can. I'm sitting there like, bitch. You can kind of see on her face, like, "Eh, this is just really getting weirder and weirder and weirder and fucking weirder. So they keep walking through the woods. As they're walking through the woods, they come out to a clearing and they're at a cliff edge. Julie's kind of looking out in the distance, kind of admiring how beautiful it is. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Jackie, Megan, whatever this crazy bitch's name is, screams and runs full tilt and just shoves. Jules over this cliff. Shoves her off. Just shoves her. Just bam. And then just just kind of looks over like. And clearly she's <laughs> she's laying there knocked out, head bloody. You know, she makes sure like, okay, she's not moving good. So she goes back to the cabin and kind of starts rehearsing and acting out her fake story of how she's going to call the cops. Like, oh my God, oh my God, honey, are you okay? Is there, I don't know what happened. My wife and da 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 da. So she's kind of like, you know, you're you're seeing it unfold, how she's trying to get herself together, how she's going to make up this story. So the next morning, she goes back to check on Jules' body, and surprise! Body's not there. Just a locket. It's the only thing laying there. So you realize Julie is alive, but she is extremely fucked up. Uh, her <laughs> finger's yeah. broken, her arm's broken, she's all bleeding on the side of her head. Damn sure I'm, she's probably got a concussion. She's real fucked up. So she starts running. She hears Jackie's voice. She hides. And as she's hiding, though, she looks out and she sees Jackie crying. She's like, honey, please, let me explain. Da-da-da-da. Oh, this And part. then all of a sudden she stops. And she's got this, like, real sadistic, oh my fucked God, up on her that face. Part. And Julie's like, what the because she's literally like, Julie, where are you? And then she stops. And, she just and stops. then she's just stone, stone cold face. Face. Nothing, nothing. And, and then starts away. crying again. 
And Julie's like, the fuck? And is, but is walking away as she's doing it. I so, even was like, um, <laughs> yeah, it's real crazy. So it starts. <coughs> so at one point, it goes to nightfall. It's nighttime. Uh, Julie's still hiding. Jackie's still looking for her. Well, all of a sudden, that niceness just disappears. And Jackie gets real fucking crazy and goes, I know every inch of these woods. I will find you. And then it starts pouring down raining and Jackie leaves. Julie starts having these flashbacks. Um, this is something that's going to come back. Uh, there's a couple things I'm going to mention that are going to play a role later on. So she has these fast, these flashbacks of crows of this discussion that her and Jackie have when they're in bed together kind of playing around as a couple does and julie has a crow tattooed on her and she's going crows she mentions this thing how crows are the smartest strongest animal but then jackie says well i'm a bald eagle are you scared and i mean immediately that right there the subtext of a bald eagle being an immediate predator and it kills and even eats and devours crows right there subtext um so in the midst of those flashbacks we also see that the next morning jackie is injecting herself with insulin as she gets ready to set off with her rifle to look for Julie in the woods. So keep in mind that Jackie does have to give herself insulin injections because she's diabetic. So that's that's when this is starting to mention. Julie at this point is really fading fast. She's vomiting. She's passing out intermittently. She's just trying her best to keep it together. Um, but she does manage to somehow get back to the house while Jackie is out with her rifle looking for her. And that's when she realizes that the Wi-Fi is cut off. She can't find any phones. Um, she starts to stitch herself up, kind of assess her wounds, clean, uh, clean herself off and whatnot. And by this time, Jackie makes it back into the house and doesn't find Julie um, until she runs out to the dock and notices that Julie is trying to row across the lake to get away from her. She tries to shoot at her. She misses her. Um, Jackie gets in a boat, starts rowing after her, eventually catches up to her. Julie tries to defend herself with, with the oars. Jackie grabs the oars and throws them in the water. And Julie's like, please, like, why are you doing this to me? Like, what is wrong with you? And she's like, we're not going to talk about this right now. And you notice that Daniel is standing offshore, Sarah's husband, with some wine. And he sees them fighting and can hear them. And mind you, the next night, he's supposed to come over to dinner with them, with Sarah. And he goes, you guys need anything? You know, is everything okay? And Jackie makes up this fake story, you know, but she tells her, if you say anything, I'm going to stab you. She makes up this fake story about her having a cramp, yada, yada, yada. He goes, okay, well, I'll see you guys for dinner tomorrow night. And Jackie goes, well, you know, let's, and before she can even say anything, Julie goes, how about tonight? And Jackie's <laughs> like, you fucking bitch. And I'm like, yes, Julie. Unfortunately, not knowing how the whole thing was going to play out. I think she <laughs> right. thought this was going to be her saving grace, but it does not turn out that way. So um, they make it back to the cabin. And uh, Jackie gets Julie in a bathtub, starts cleaning her off. And as soon as Julie says that when she sees Sarah and Daniel, she's going to say something, Jackie pushes her head down into the bathtub and tries to drown her. And when she lifts her back up, she says, if you say anything, I'm going to kill them. Like, she actually even vividly describes the way she's going to kill Sarah and pretty much does that exactly the way she says she's going to do it. She's going to stab her in her solar plexus. Hey, she's consistent. And I'm like, you know what? (laughs) If you killed as many people as she has, 
you kind of have to be. Right? So She's consistent. At this point... I'll give her that. Um, so there's a scene that... So, actually, I should go back. During the bathtub scene, she mentioned something about a life insurance policy. And that's when it all kind of comes into play that you realize that she's going to kill her for the life insurance. And then you... They're sitting there right before... Um, Sarah and Daniel are due to come over and Julie tries to plead with her. And Jackie obviously doesn't fall for it. She goes, I know what you're doing. Save it. It's not going to work. And Jackie tells her, oh, I didn't tell you about my first wife. And the look on Julie's face, that's when you realize she's done this before. Yep. She's a, she's a master at this. This is something that she knows what. Goddamn right. (laughs) Um, so Sarah and Daniel come over for dinner and you can already tell that shit's getting awkward. Uh, there's like this weird interaction at dinner where Sarah's asking them how they met. Was it love at first sight? And Julie goes into this whole story and tries to make it believable. Um, and Jackie, of course, is just Jackie an act is and acting like nothing. staring is, her down. Yeah, like, like, don't you better fucking, fucking like, no, and she makes it work. She makes it work. <laughs> she does the right thing. <coughs> so meantime, after they split from dinner, Daniel and uh, Jackie, Megan, whatever, are standing outside talking and Sarah and Julie are back inside. Daniel decides to tell her, you know, my wife kind of thinks you're a bit of a psycho. They're laughing about it as if it's funny. And then Jackie looks inside and sees exactly what she did not want to see. Julie telling Sarah what's going on. Sarah screams to Daniel, get away from her. He can't hear her. And we see through the window. Megan slash 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 uh, I guess it would be slit because it was just one slit, cut yes slit she slit Daniel's throat like all, broke all real quick. all fucking hell breaks loose after this she busts into the house she chases Sarah up the stairs she starts sa- stabbing Sarah repeatedly in the solar plexus like she said she would and says as she's stabbing her Jenny bought harder so you know she killed jenny so this 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 kid just yeah she's she's been killing from the start so this just this is like nothing to her anymore it's nothing uh so megan goes outside and gets an axe and uh basically starts trying to fuck with julie's head and make her culpable to the murder she cuts up the bodies she makes Julie row her out. Like, Julie's, like, lake. gagging at this and point. She's like... Because she can hear it. She knows what's going on. She makes her throw the body parts into the lake. So she's basically trying to make it sound like you're you're just as culpable as me. So if you're going to think that you're going to try to turn me in when you help me dispose of the body, like, you're going to get in just as much trouble as I am. So they get back to the house. Julie, she's yelling at Julie about how she's cleaning up the blood, which lets you know she's done this before. Because she said, don't blot blot it. Make sure you don't wipe it. Because the forensics has to go back and look. It's like, Jesus fucking. So that's, then you start thinking to yourself, has she done this more than one time? Yes, she has. (laughs) Uh, The part, and you talked about this This with the black light. It's insane. It's because it's so... It's trippy, it's artsy, it's... It's very it's, artistic. It's beautiful, but it's so horrific all at the same time. She's cleaning up this blood with a black light, and um, this classical music's playing, and before she starts cleaning it up, Julie asks her, why have you never mentioned your dad before? You know, because she's talked about her dad a lot, the hunting thing, and she goes, did something happen between you and your dad? 
And Jackie's like, no, mm -mm, you're not going to spin it. This is nature. This is nature versus nurture. Like I was made to, you know, I became this. I have no feeling. I have, I have nothing. I have nothing. She goes, you know, your, your feelings are your Achilles heel. I don't have that. So she basically feels like she's indestructible because she has no emotion, no feeling, total sociopath, psychopath all the way. And this music, the, 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 the black light, the blood, she's in the bathtub. I mean, all of this is so you're like, you're haunted by it. It reminds you're me a lot of um, Devil's Candy. You guys ever yes. seen Devil's Candy? It reminds me a lot of a scene from that oh mixed with um, American Mary music. Yeah. So you know how like in American Mary where she goes to kill somebody and they play classical music? Right. Um, when she's making the modifications right. to the body. And then in Devil's Candy, they have metal music going over, like... His painting. His painting. So yeah. just mix the two together, and voila. It looks like it looks like an art. It's 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 very I much art. I loved it. It is art. I loved it that beautiful. part. It was an absolutely beautiful scene. Because you're not expecting it, especially with the... With the kind of movie this is, you're not expecting something like that, and then that hits, and you're like... Listen. Well, it's movie, very jarring on so many levels. Right. Because it's like, this movie is so underrated. Number one, because of the movie itself. But number two, the deep soul of this film. It's very psychological. I it's mean, very it's, it is, it's such a brutal It's brutal. Film. I mean, you see blood. You see her murdering. You see her do all that. But I mean, but brutal, deeply, psychotic, psychotic. Psychologically. Thank you. It is. No, I, <laughs> I'm I trying. deeply agree. Well, and that scene nails it. Mm-hmm. Because not only is it like really crazy when you're hearing the way she talks, you realize she has had to have, she's an expert at this. She has a black light. She's making sure she's getting, I mean, that, that she's done this before. She literally knows exactly what she's doing. And I think that there's a lot of subtext to going back to the hunt with the bear. I think that she, she hunts, like she doesn't even see this. This is just so normal to her. She hunted animals, some hunting people. Like, what's mm -hmm. the fucking difference? Like, she just doesn't. There's, there's no emotion. There's nothing. No, nope. absolutely nothing. So as, as beautiful as it is, it's jarring because it's really horrific. Um. So meantime, while all this is going on, Julie is tied to the bed. Uh. The next morning, she has this dream where she gets free and she stabs her, but obviously that didn't happen. She wakes up. She's still tied to the bed. Um, the next morning, Megan makes her breakfast. Um, and her oh, whole, sweet. Yeah, well, her whole point is to make sure she's got food in her stomach for the toxicology, because she's planning on killing her. She's she's going to kill her. Well, Megan steps out of the room for a second. Megan Jackie steps out of the room for a second. And uh, after Julie's done eating breakfast, she happens to look behind, because this is something she knows when they first moved in, was the big bear and you realize that was more than likely the one that Jackie killed when she was a kid. Well, there's a crawl space hidden behind the bear and it's like a little box. She sees a little opening and she removes it. Julie finds this silver box. And when she opens it, remember the lockets guys, there's about five lockets in this fucking box. Probably more. So that means on top of the five in there, plus the one she's killed. So she, she's killed at least six, seven people. Cause I think, I think I kind of semi counted. Cause when, when Jackie comes back in the room, 
Jules drops the box, yeah. and I think there was about five or six lockets in there. So that right there, let's, I mean, I think as horrified as Julie was before, when she sees that and realizes this is what she does. My is, wife is a serial killer. This is what she is. This is who she does. There's no going back. Literally, my wife is a serial killer. There's no going back. Oh my this. god, that's a great name for like a. That would be such a great movie. My or wife series. is a serial killer. Or series. Hey, someone get on that and have it a gay couple. It needs to be a gay couple. Because imagine reading and it make it like written from the wife's perspective in a journal. Write it like you would a straight couple, but make it a gay couple. Exactly. Because that, they normalize it. See what we're doing? My wife is a serial killer. Oh, they're a lesbian couple? Because it's normal. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's normal. It's totally normal. So we get to them driving back to the same exact spot before. But before they get back to that spot where uh, Jackie tried to push her over the cliff, Julie has something sharp in her hands and she stabs Jackie and starts running away from the Jeep. She ends up back at the same cliff ledge. Megan catches up to her, then she passes out. So she Julie tranquilized takes off. her, didn't she? Yeah, it was a trank dart. That's mm-hmm. what it was because it had the feather. Okay, it was a trank dart. So she passes out. It was Julie actually really had- funny because she was like sitting there and then she just falls. And I was falls. Like, oh. <laughs> so Julie takes off in the Jeep and I'm like, okay, this can't be the end of the movie. This cannot be the end of the movie because she can't let her get away with this. So she sees a crow and Julie takes that as a sign. So she turns around and she goes back and her bo- and Jackie's body's not there. So she goes back to the cabin to see if uh, Jackie's there and she's still not there. So then there's this whole scene where she gets the gun and she starts playing that song that is from the beginning of the movie that she says is her and Jackie's song to kind of coax her out of hiding. Um, And eventually she does come back that night and Julie confronts her with the rifle to the back of her head. Well, they start kind of fighting. Um, And I actually really like this scene too. They make it up to the attic and you don't see what's going on, but you hear everything that's going on in the camera shot is shooting to like every spot up in the ceiling to where they're moving around and you can hear them and you can hear everything that's going on and you can hear all the sounds and then you hear gunshots and then you see Jackie walk down the steps and you're like, God damn it. <laughs> bitch. So next scene cuts to her dragging Julie's body through the woods. She drags her back to the exact same spot on the cliff's edge and throws her body over the cliff and you're like at that point you know you're like yeah she's julie's dead julie is definitely dead like this is it and i'm like this is the way this fucking movie's gonna end like i got kind of upset i was like like, what the fuck like this bitch cannot win so all that rehearsing she did before with the 911 call came in handy because she puts in the fake call and she's crying and oh my god oh my god you're breaking up and then click and then she's back to stone cold (laughs) face again um, she runs into the bathroom and she throws up and you're like, Oh, she starts she acting her, weird. She needs her insulin. Yeah. Cause you realize she's clammy and you're like, Oh, okay. She hasn't given herself her insulin shot yet. Cause if you pay attention to the movie, she gives herself her insulin shot in the morning. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I like how they make that contrast between day and night, day and night, day and night. So you keep a timeline of what's going on. The Lone Stone or <laughs> is mine at night. Don't do that. <laughs> 
because I will get into Kid Cudi right now. Mm-hmm. I am in the mood. I love that fucking song too. It's a great song. So, one of the best endings. This is a great ending, guys. In horror cinematic history, if I do say so myself. Um, she goes to inject her insulin and finds her laptop. She opens it, and there's this nice little video of Julie on there. She's like, okay. Hits play. And she goes, you know, I'm sure if you're watching this right now, that means I'm dead. I'm already like, or I'm already oh. dead. And you're like, what's going on? And she what goes, happened you know, then? you should really be careful about what you inject into your body or what you put in your body. She goes, you know what happens when you inject hydrogen peroxide into your bloodstream? And she starts describing how blood clots, you have a stroke. And that's you when like you to realize. Play a game? Right? <laughs> and that's when you realize Jackie has injected herself with hydrogen peroxide. That at some point when she was not in the house, Julie switched her insulin and poured hydrogen peroxide in the bottle. So she has injected herself with hydrogen peroxide. She slams, she takes the bottle, she throws it against the wall, she slams down the laptop. She's like, like, you know she's done. Running through the woods, you know she's going to die. Like, you know that's it. And then they have this really amazing scene where she sees a bear, but then she's herself as a child shooting the bear, but it's her as a child shooting herself because she falls and starts seizing up and she dies and her younger self is kind of looking over her like, huh, watching her die as she watched that bear die. Like, I was like, oh my God. It's amazing. By the end of this movie. Like, the... That is insane. That is such insane symbolism. So Jackie, Megan is no more. She's dead. So uh, the movie ends with the final shot to Julie's supposed lifeless body. And then we get this great shot of the top of the trees. And you hear one lone breath. And that's it. Cut to credits. Amazing. Guys, this movie's so underrated. So Julie lived. Julie lived. In my opinion, Julie lived. If I wrote it, Julie lived. <laughs> Listen, I like Julie how they lived. left it open-ended, though. It's kind of like, was the breath her, her last, breath, last breath, or, or was it breath. Julie's first? Yeah. I don't know. I really like to believe it was her. And I'm glad they left it that way, because you already know that the cops are coming. Mm-hmm. She's told the cops where her body is. So you're just... And the cops have no idea that this bitch is out here fucking seizing up and having blood clots and shit. No. No. No, no, no. no. So in your mind, you're just like, oh, please, the cops are going to find her. They're going to be there and they're going to get her and yay. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad it ended where there was nothing said. You just... Julie lives. Julie lives, goddammit. <laughs> Julie, Julie fucking, fucking lives. lives. Also, I meant to uh, t- say this too. These two are carbon copies of um, Alexander Breckenridge and Pollyanna McIntosh. Oh my god, they really are. Who both were on The Walking Dead. By the way. Both, yeah, who worked together on The Walking Dead. <laughs> so, just saying. And there's actually someone on Twitter who put pictures of Hannah next to Alexandria, and it's uncanny well we should say that alexander she had blonde hair in the walking dead and she was a redhead on true blood she's also a redhead on the first uh, season of american American horror story Story. 
And Pollyanna McIntosh, so. we're talking about her hair during The Walking Dead. It wasn't completely short, but it was short enough. They have a lot of the same facial structure, so they definitely look a lot alike in the face. They do. They do. But the haircut that she yeah. had on The Walking Dead is uh, really what what sealed it. Because normally, um, oh, what's her name that played Jules? She usually has Brittany uh, Allen. Brittany Allen. She's uh, she had blonde hair in the last two movies that I saw her in, but you could tell it was dyed. Right. Yeah, she was blonde in Jigsaw. So, yeah, that is the end. So, if you haven't seen the movie, go watch it because it's incredible. I actually am going to try to buy it if I can find it. On DVD, excuse me. <laughs> DVD. The- we need more movies like that that normalize gay couples. God. I mean, like, we just talked about this horror movie, and it's like, oh, yeah, they were a gay couple, remember? You forgot, didn't you? Because it was normalized, and no one really cared. Yeah. Because personally, I, I actually ended up forgetting, like, halfway through the movie. I oh, yeah. Like, I thought they were even- friends for a second. You don't even think about it. <laughs> As you're as the movie's going along until they flash back in scenes that Julia's, you know, these these intimate moments of them laughing together and laying together and uh, you know, Jewel uh Jules giving Jackie her insulin and just you know, these really cute and they're and I love how they're in black and white too, but these really cute little moments where you see them together as a couple, just like as any loving couple would be. And, um, yeah, man, a lot of Gone Girl elements to that, too. Mm -hmm. Being able to turn it on and turn it off like that. And, uh, yeah. It reminded me a lot of The Exorcist show. Yeah, that, too. Where Gina Davis gets possessed. When she gets possessed. But, obviously, she's not actually possessed, so she has to act... And she just switches. Like, it, it's almost like a literal light switch. And for to watch her just stand there, be like, oh, Jules, where are you? And, like, sad. And then all of a sudden just turning it off. And then doing it again. I was like, fuck. That's a real testament to the acting ability. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when you could see somebody switch it on and off like that. Um, I should mention... I did want to, well, let me see. I, I apologize, guys, that I didn't already have this set up. But this, you know what? There was a case back in, I think it was in 2015. This is I a mean, story of a girl. There, there was, though. There was one where a guy pushed his wife off of a cliff and tried to make it look like an accident and swore up and down it was an accident and ended up re I think remarrying later. Yeah. I think that this actually sounds did, familiar. I swear this happened. Oh, and he killed his first wife too. So yeah, this did happen. It happened in 2015 in Denver, Colorado. The guy pushed his wife off a cliff as they were hiking on their anniversary. Hmm. And they think he might have killed his first wife 20 years ago in a similar freak accident. 
So basically, whoever wrote it probably, probably. used it as a... As yeah, because um, that happened in 2012 when it happened. Mm-hmm. They probably used they probably used that as because I know I had heard because I think I had my I think I had seen it leave it to Dateline NBC. I swear I think there was a Dateline NBC episode. Of course there would be. It's Dateline when they finally because yeah because the whole the whole story didn't make any sense and right. a lot of times with those cases, just like in this case, in this movie rather. They leave so much open-ended, especially with something like that, where it's like, mm, I guess somebody just kind of like trip and fall off a 130-foot embankment. And not saying that was in the movie, but with this guy, when he killed his... It was 100... How did she just like randomly... Not you, like you... You're going to be really careful around that area. Yeah. Real careful. Yeah. And I mean, and there's... I don't think they understand, too, that, you know, forensics can recreate falls Mm because i think that was something that happened with this too i remember seeing that on a dateline they they took a dummy and they were throwing it off and doing like all these different scenarios of what it would look like if it fell naturally or tripped or somebody pushed or picked up and threw so there's i think a lot of times they don't take into account that forensic really good forensic pathologists can recreate crime scenes and you better be one yourself if you're going to do it right because they they will be able to they'll be able to show that it's not an accident that it was a murder that's why you gotta watch criminal minds and you gotta watch it real hard yeah but i'm not saying go kill someone i'm not saying do that but <laughs> So we hope you guys enjoyed it. This was, this was great tonight to bring the podcast back and talk about a movie that we love and talk about a movie that was a really great horror movie that gave some really great pride representation, LGBTQ representation. And so I was really happy to do this movie for pride month. I was super excited about doing this. Hopefully we can do one just as great next year. We'll have to find some. I was actually thinking about, the Lizzie Borden Chronicles. Yeah, we should do that next year. <laughs> I was like, because I'm sitting here like, Clea Duvall. <laughs> like, I'm like, there's some representation in that too, because it's kind of just snuck in there when you're like, oh, okay. And then it just isn't mentioned again. Oh. I'm like, oh, okay. Well. And also Clea Duvall. And I mean, Clea who's Duvall. very gay. Thank Jesus. So happy. <laughs> been in love with her for quite a long time <laughs> and she's also in the fact you know we could just do a whole one on cl- her she's in the faculty she's in the lizzie borden chronicles she's in that mars ghost m- of mars ghost of mars very underrated john she's movie. in um handmaid's tale can technically be considered no. horror <laughs> triggers all the triggers triggers, triggers. um but anyway, Dude, I just want to do one on the faculty. <laughs> Fucking love. Oh my god. Can we talk about how incredible that movie is? That movie's a bit, I, if you don't. Josh like, Hartnett's hair. I'm sorry. Josh Hartnett's hair was an actor. <laughs> like, not Josh got, Hartnett. Josh Hartnett's hair. His cowlick got an acting credit. I swear it did. Especially on Halloween H20. Because that's the first thing he did, wasn't it? Yeah. That hair. <laughs> he had the Halloween H2O, 40 Days and 40 Nights, and fucking the faculty. It was the same exact haircut. Like, honey, this is It took work till Pearl Harbor. It took him going to war before that thing. 
It took him going to war to figure out his hair was not doing it. Can we also talk about another movie that is really grossly overrated? I'm sorry. Overrated? Pearl Harbor. I don't like that movie at all. I mean, I know it was a real event in human history and it was terrible. And I'm not talking about the event was over. Oh my God, no. Please. We are not saying the event. I'm saying the movie because the acting was awful. I said social media in a nutshell. I prefer oranges over apples. Well, does that mean you hate all apples? Well, did you think about grapefruits? Did you think about bananas? Educate yourself. Bitch, I just said I preferred oranges. I just got attacked (laughs) for no reason. I got attacked over fruit. That's literally social media. That's social media. Yeah, we did not say Pearl Harbor was in the movie. Yeah, no, the movie. The movie, not the event. The movie. Was terrible. <laughs> yeah, the movie's bad. I I don't like the movie. I haven't at all. seen it in years, and I will. I don't. Need I to. saw it once and barely yeah. got through it. I barely Same. got through it. Same. I was like, I'm bored. It was I just so I don't like war movies. I know a lot of people like war movies, but I I'm telling you, what was that one? Dunkirk. I fell asleep. I fell asleep through that movie. Yeah, I I, can't. I was like, I can't do it. It's boring. To There's me. very few uh, war movies that I can. Fury, I loved. You know, I never saw that. I love and Fury. I'm mad at and I think I've a lot of it's to that. do with the cast. I I love the cast of that. Because Brad Pitt is like secretly my boyfriend. <laughs> and I love um what's his name? John Barthol. Yeah. He's really dope in real life. Nineteen seventeen, I've heard is very good. I have not watched Yeah, I don't that, want to. I don't see I'm like I'm like I, I don't like want, you. I don't There's like certain movies. movies. It depends on the movie though. Like Full Metal Jacket and Apocalypse Now are just classics. But those weren't, those movies were just so trippy and in a time of their own, it wasn't like a full on, like, Dunkirk was all about the entire, it's like, Dunkirk in 1917 looked like documentaries. Like, if I want to watch a documentary about World War II, like, I'm going to turn on the History and I'm gonna, History Channel and I'm going to watch a documentary about it. I'm not going to watch a two hour movie documentary. I'm not going to watch a two hour movie documentary on something that took could have taken 15 minutes to talk about. Like, I'm sorry. I understand a lot of people really like that stuff. If you do, more power to you. Yeah. I can't I, handle I can't it. It's very boring to it. me. I can't get very into it. Very boring. That's just, yeah. That's just my personal thing. Unless it's like The Last of the Mohicans, because listen, that movie's dope. It's amazing. That movie's, movie's amazing. amazing. Well, Daniel Day-Lewis is enough And said. the music and the... Oh. Enough said about Daniel Day-Lewis. That, that, that music. is an incredible actor all the way around. But I digress. We hope you guys enjoyed. Um, Next week is all about Wendigos. Yes. We were going to do Wendigos last week, but of course you know everything that happened. So we are going to talk about Wendigos next week. So excited! You know, instead of doing Mothman statues, we should do... No, actually, we shouldn't. No. Because those are... I kind of believe in those. No. So I'm kind of like... Yeah, me too. That's why I'm like, no. <laughs> Bitch, no. <laughs> you're like, like absolutely let not. Me sto- like, let I'm me stop you. Right there. Let me stop you, because I know where you're going with Before that. Before we not, conjure no, up some <laughs> shit and that the world... It's 2020. We don't need... We don't need any more shit conjured <laughs> right now. We better not find no lost ghost cities. We better not open up Y'all no listen, mummy I did, tombs. I did find we out something. <laughs> when the Mayans predicted the world to end in 2012, when our calendars came to be, 
Our calendars were eight years behind theirs. Yeah, because we go by the Gregorian calendar, I think. I was like... Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I was like, well... Great. My favorite show on Netflix, The World Ends June 24th, 2020. No, I get my hair done on the 27th. I'm sorry. <laughs> I needed to wait three more days. My hair has to look good. By the way, everybody get caught up on Dark. Two seasons on Netflix right now. Get caught up before the third and final season comes out. Yeah, but doesn't the third and final season come out on the 26th? Yeah, damn it. When the world it's, ends. The world's already done. <laughs> well, it's fucked. Well, still watch the first two seasons anyway before the world ends. Is it the 24th of Wednesday? Damn it! We gonna be sitting here doing a podcast and just like all of a sudden the world is done. Okay. Hey, you know what? It's a good way to go out. I go out with my best friend. It's a good way to go out. <laughs> It's a good way to go out. <laughs> anyway, right, so next week is Wendigos, so mm. make sure to come back next week. Um, I know you guys are probably waiting to hear the announcement on who won the 2000 sub giveaway. We did pick a winner. We did. We did. We did. And it is. And it is. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Sorry. Skip, skippity peps. Pay some skippity paps. <laughs> Shout out to Tony Baker. Everybody go follow Tony oh my Baker God, Tony on Instagram. Baker. Tony Baker at Tony Baker Comedy. Go, he go. was reading to the kids with Just a smile. Just go follow that man on Instagram right now. If you want to laugh your ass off, if you need laugh, <laughs> laughter in your life, at Tony Baker Comedy. He's hilarious. But, so anyway, um, the winner is Michael. Is Michael. It is Michael. So, uh... At Maverick underscore Mike underscore on Instagram. At Primetime underscore 1987 on Twitter. Michael, you are the winner. Yay! I will be contacting you. To, if yes. you're listening tonight, I will be contacting you tomorrow to get your size and everything for the shirt. Uh, congratulations. Thank you to everyone who entered. Yes. Um, Guys, I, we will do more giveaways like this, so don't oh, yeah. feel bad if you didn't win. Um, and of course, we'll have eventually merch. You know, yeah. we we plan on having all of this by now, but you know, twenty twenty is like fuck this you, bitch. World is on fire. <laughs> Sorry, it just kind of is right now. So. It, just, it just kind of is. <laughs> so you know when you know normal comes back, which will probably be in twenty twenty one. I'm just kidding, but um. We will, we will get around to it. It's just, it's been a really rough month. It's been a really rough month. Yeah, we're so. planning on, I know, um, you know, we plan on having a Patreon at some point. That's kind of fallen by the wayside. But I think what we're, what our big goal now is, is the merch. I think yeah. the merch is really going to be our big thing to focus on. And um, we would like to before the end of the year. Um, yes. Definitely at the very least, have the DFWTO shirts mm -hmm. up for sale. The ones that you guys saw for the for this particular um, contest. Also, thank Hopefully you again. Shout out to Taylor for the yeah, design. Yeah, the design on the back. Uh, yep. We really appreciate you. And what's your cousin's name? Alicia, thank you for... And Alicia, um, thank you for the our original... Our original sign. Our original look. Yes. Um, you did a fantastic job, and I really, really, really appreciate that. So, now a word from our small sayer. Calm your body down. Ding. Which actually is a black-owned business, and you should absolutely buy from Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> you absolutely should. So, Which I'm an um, idiot, because the other day I was like, I need to think about some more black-owned businesses to buy from, and I'm like, you dumb fuck. I love you. <laughs> no. 
It's a <laughs> totally normal oversight. Um, yeah, guys. So I know there hasn't been a lot. Uh, a lot has been posted mostly. Um, took some time out to bring awareness. And that is still not going to change. As a Black-owned business, I am constantly going to be spreading awareness about uh, Black lives. Um, and just throwing a little bit of education out there, but, uh, that does of course not stop business. Um, the, uh, promo is still ongoing until the 30th guys. So you still have about 20 odd days until the end of this month, uh, to use that DFWTO coupon code on the Etsy shop to get 50% off everything. Um, still going to get the free body cream with every purchase and um, there's still free shipping. Everything on everything is on Etsy. So you can either go to Etsy.com and search calm your body down, or you can go to Etsy.com slash shop slash calm your body down right now on the Instagram page. The link in the bio is for um, it's in Q T T C N.com. So that is the national queer and trans therapist of color network. That is, link will be in the bio for the entire month of June for Pride Month. So um, National Queer Trans Therapist of Color Network advances healing justice by transforming mental health for queer and trans people of color. So this is an amazing, amazing uh, group that is providing mental health for a, um, a community that I'm a part of. So um, there's lifelines, there's uh, emails, newsletters, uh, they have an Instagram page, anything that you need on here, uh, please give them a follow. Please look them up if uh, you are in need of any mental health yourself or if you have any friends that are in need of mental health. This is a great, great, great organization, especially to queer and trans people of color. Um, again, the link is in the Calm Your Body Down bio on the Instagram page, which is at CURBD. But if you want to go to the website directly, it's, uh, again, nqttcn.com. Thanks, guys. Calm your body down. All right, guys, if you want to give us a follow on social media, we have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at Don't Fuck With The Original. Make sure to spell it out with the apostrophe or you will not find it. If you want to say hey or have any questions or concerns, please feel free to email us at dfwto8493 at gmail.com. If you would like to follow us to know when we put out new episodes, we are on CastBox, Podbean, Podcast Player, Podcast Addicts, and Spotify. Make sure to give us a follow, and you will always get a notification when we put out a new episode, even though sometimes it doesn't work for me and I don't know why. <laughs> All right, guys, we hope you have a great week. We both love you so much. Thank you for we supporting you us. Thank you for always being there. Thank you for everything you do. Your support means the world to us. Honest to God, it does. It does. Having this podcast to go to at the end of, or at, actually, like, at the middle of every week is such a great, great thing. And we can't wait to be back next week. Yes. And Black Lives Matter! Oh, <laughs> I was kidding. Please hit me. <laughs> and that's when Casper realized she fucked up. <laughs>